What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled, as always, by the great folks at Nerd Tease. And thank you for tuning in to what will be indisputably the worst episode of the season, and that includes the ones where I'm not actually talking. It is week 17 of the 2018-2019 NFL regular season and playoffs, and I one of the reasons that this is going to be the worst episode of the season is I'm recording this on Friday night, so I'm like three days behind schedule to when I would typically be recording these. A couple of things obviously would go into that, the holiday season, and I'm just in general a lazy human being. But in addition to that, I'm not even using my normal microphone, I'm literally recording this on my cell phone, so like... The the whole thing is just gangbusters this week, so we're just going to have fun with today's episode. Week 16 was varying degrees of awesome, I can live with it, and holy crap, what the hell happened. So straight up, awesome, with 12 and 4, 153 and 85 with the two ties so far on the season. Against the spread, I can live with it, 8, 7, and 1 in the 16 games. That has us two games above 500 against the spread, 118 and 116, with 6 against the spread pushes this season. Over under, holy cow, I absolutely failed, 4 and 12 last week, take opposite of everything I took last week and you made a ton of money on the totals 97 140 with three pushes bridgewater's finest pick i sit in fifth place out of 43 people making picks 1320 out of 1929 confidence points that's a clip of 68 percent in week 16 brought in 108 out of 136 that's a clip of 79 percent that's a pretty darn good week not good enough to win week 16 billy b not only wins week 16 but takes over the overall lead for i believe the second or maybe even third time this season billy b went 13 and three in week 16 123 out of 136 confidence points that's a 90 percent clip and takes over the overall lead as i mentioned 148 and 90 with the two pushes 1334 out of 1929 confidence points that's a clip of 69 percent nice and billy b had himself a hell of a week NFL YouTube Prognosticators pick and pool tied for third place out of 49, 121 against the spread wins based on the 240 games played and based on Yahoo's lines, which close on Wednesdays. That's a 50% clip. In week 16, got nine of the 16 games correctly according to Yahoo. That's a clip of 56%. Nowhere near good enough to win the week. Shout out to our week 16 co-winners, UGA Dog, who is a former overall leader, as well as Gavin O'Connor, Gavin OC4. He's also a former overall leader in this pool. 12 and 4 against the spread last week. That's a clip of 75%. MN Beast remains our overall leader. I believe he was partly, at least partly, the overall leader last week. 125 of the 240 games picked correctly against the spread. It's a clip of 52%. It's a reflection of how much we've all struggled in this community against the spread this season, but it's good enough to be the overall leader. Taking a peek into Fantasy Corner to see how my eight fantasy football teams did in Week 16 action, the culmination of the fantasy season, went 6-2 and two last week, which would have been fantastic if I would have been in more championship games. In my public league playoffs, again, made the playoffs with, I think, three of those six teams. I wound up winning two championships, winning a third place game, so every game of consequence that I was in last week, I wound up on the plus side of, which is great, two fantasy championships and a third place finish out of my eight leagues. 
in the Professionals Dynasty League. I beat Beetle Bailey last week, finishing the season in 7th place out of 12. That is disappointing considering I'm coming off of a fantasy championship in that league last season. And in the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Fantasy Football League, I lost to Half Moon's Picks in, I believe, the 7th place game. So I'm finishing 8th place out of 12 in that league. Also disappointing considering I finished, I think... What, third or fourth? No, I didn't win any money last year, so it must have been like fourth. I had a decent finish in that league last year, just didn't work out this year. As always, you can go to the description of the video file on YouTube or of the audio file on SoundCloud or iTunes to get all of my results from last week, all my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 17, information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest and NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pools. They both continue through the playoffs, so make sure you get your picks in. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page, as well as information on our great friends, our sponsors at Nerd Tees. Today's blend is cookie dough. It's delicious. It smells like... You're baking a nice, fresh batch of cookies post-Christmas, pre-New Year's cookies. Maybe some edibles. It's Canada. It's legal now. Who knows? Go to nerdtees.ca. Use that promo code BWFINEST. You're going to save yourself 15% at checkout. Free shipping in Canada on any order over 75 bucks. Or if you're in the U.S., boom, boom, two clicks of a button. Everything's in U.S. dollars, and you get a great conversion rate on the U.S. dollar right now. Nerdtees.ca. Promo code BWFINEST. And in case you couldn't tell, we are going to be real quick this week because I've already made you wait three extra days, so we might as well zoom through these picks as quick as we can. Week 17, there's still stuff to be decided in terms of the playoffs. Let's get into this. Week 17, full slate of games. And as an added bonus, some of these against the spread plays, I'm going to be making live as I do the picks because there's a couple that I'm just plain not sure on. One of the great things about Week 17 is you've got the built-in heat of the fact that every single one of these games are division matchups, which is excellent. We're going to start in Buffalo. Buffalo playing host to Miami. Neither one of these teams really have much of anything to play for. Miami, I think, has a shot at finishing the season 8-8, eight and eight, so let's take that as motivation. I actually like Miami on the road here to go into Buffalo, hang a loss on the Bills. Let's take Miami on the road to beat Buffalo. On the line, the Bills are actually favored by six points in this game, but where we like Miami to win, it's a pretty decent-sized upset. I would love some plus money on the money line for the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to take that. Let's go Miami plus the six points. Total in the game set at 39.5 points. We're going to go 24-23 to 23 in favor of the Dolphins. That is also a strong over. Let's see these two teams go out there, have some fun on the offensive side of the ball, take over 39.5 points. And that is exactly how quick we are going to be for all of these picks, so buckle up. Let's go to New Orleans now where the Saints are going to play host to the Carolina Panthers in a matchup of Who's that at quarterback versus Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater will be making the start for the New Orleans Saints, a playoff team with absolutely nothing to play for. They've locked up everything that they can lock up. So don't expect to see really any of New Orleans stars in this football game, which makes this a pretty close matchup. But you got to go back to defaulting to it ain't Cam Newton back there for the Carolina Panthers. In fact, it's not even their third string quarterback. It's basically some dude. And when you have a team that's playing some dude at quarterback, it's very difficult to pick them. So I'm actually going to take the Saints on their own field. Carolina hasn't exactly been a great road team this season. So we're going to take the Saints at home to win this game and beat Carolina. 
On the line, however, Saints are still favored by a full touchdown, even with the Teddy Bridgewater news. I just think that's too many points. I'm going to take Carolina plus seven here with most of New Orleans good players. I would assume, if anything, playing the first quarter or the first half, but I'd be surprised really even if you see that. So let's take Carolina plus seven. Who knows? They could win the game. Total in the game set at 43.5 points. I'm going to go 22 to 18 in favor of New Orleans. That's only 40. We're going to stick under 43.5 points. Let's go to New York now. Giants are going to play host to a Dallas Cowboys team, another playoff team that has absolutely nothing to play for this week. They know they're going to be playing on wildcard weekend. They know they've got the division wrapped up. They're going to get that home game. They're going to be resting players left, right, and center. Wouldn't expect to see anyone of consequence much beyond the first half of this game. I'm going to take the Giants here. Again, they're at home, division matchup. Giants want to finish on a good note. Let's take that. Let's go New York over Dallas in New York. On the line, Giants are favored by five and a half points. That still feels like too many for me. That Dallas defense is still pretty good, even with their secondary players. Really can't trust the Giants offense much further than I can throw them. We're going to hedge our bets here. It's a decent hedge, I think. Dallas plus the five and a half points. Total in the game set at 41. We're going to go 21-17 New York Giants. That is an under on the 41. That's where we're going to go. Headed to Tampa Bay now, Bucks are going to play host to the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's on back-to-back road games to end the season, and it's back-to-back road games within the division. So that is obviously not a good setup for the Atlanta Falcons, and Atlanta did win last week. And again, I make a point of saying that to say this, it's one thing to play back-to-back road games within the division, it's another thing entirely to win back-to-back road games within the division. Despite all that, quite frankly, I just think Atlanta's the better football team. I feel like they turned a corner. Unfortunately, it's too little too late for them since obviously they're way out of the playoff picture, you know, weeks and weeks ago. So it's kind of unfortunate that they got their players back healthy, kind of turned a corner only to find that, you know, there's nothing there but a brick wall. But at the very least, I think they're going to go into Tampa Bay in week 17 finish the season on a good note, back-to-back road games within the division, sets them up nicely for a bounce-back season in 2019. Let's take Atlanta on the road in Tampa Bay to beat the Bucks. On the line, Bucks are a point-and-a-half favorite. Obviously, since we like Atlanta to win, we're going to take the Falcons plus the point-and-a-half. Total in the game set at 52 points. We're going to go 24 to 23 in favor of Atlanta, so we're going to stick under the 52-point total. Let's go to Denver now for arguably our first game of consequence. The Denver Broncos playing host to the Los Angeles Chargers. The game of no consequence to Denver, but certainly some consequence to L.A. Uh, Denver's coming into the game on the short week, having played on Monday Night Football, an embarrassing loss against Oakland in what's probably the last game in Oakland. They also have, obviously, significant injury on the offensive side. Philip Lindsay, all-star Pro Bowl running back this season, essentially came out of nowhere. Unfortunately, he has an injury. He is done for the season. So that obviously really impacts their offense, their ability to run the football. They're going to turn to Rolls-Royce Freeman to close out the season. The Chargers are on the long week. They played on Saturday in week 16, so they got that extra day's worth of rest. Obviously having to travel to Denver, not the easiest thing in the world to do. But the Chargers still have all the reason in the world to want to win this game. They still have a shot at changing their playoff fortunes here. So obviously I'm going to take them to win because 
they're the one that's motivated. Denver certainly not motivated to go out and win this game for anything other than what comeuppance on a division rival who's going to go to the playoffs one way or the other. It, whatever, not a big deal. We're definitely going to take the Chargers in this football game. Let's take LA in Denver to beat the Broncos. Here's where we hit our first spread that I'm not 100% confident exactly what I'm going to do with it. The Broncos are six and a half point dogs at home. Eventually this week, I got to take some favorites and I've taken four dogs so far. So this could be as one of those situations where I finally take a favorite this week, but six and a half points, it seems like a lot for a division matchup, a team that plays well in their own building, a defense that can play, an offense that can play. Royce Freeman probably wants an opportunity to show, hey, hello, I'm still here. Yeah, everybody's talking about Philip Lindsay, but I'm still here too. Six and a half is a tough number for me, but I guess where it's under a touchdown, I guess I'll stick with that. So let's take the favorite there. Let's take the Chargers minus the six and a half points. Total in the game set at 42. So if we're going to go minus six and a half, let's go 27-20 in favor of the Chargers. That is an over on the 42 points. Let's go to Kansas City now where the Chiefs are going to play host to the aforementioned Oakland Raiders. Oakland also coming into the game on the short week. Kansas City, clearly the dominant team in this situation. They will want to win this game. Obviously, win, you're in with the division, you're in with the first round bye. So they have motivation in this football game, at the very least, through the first half. I think that's probably enough to beat Oakland most weeks. So let's take the Chiefs at home in a good position to beat a not very good road team in the Oakland Raiders. Let's take KC over Oakland. But on the line, giving up way too many points here. Oakland's a 14-point dog in Kansas City, and it's not that Kansas City can't cover 14 points against Oakland. It's that they don't have any motivation to cover 14 points. And this is going to be a bit of a theme with some of the other games later this week. Look, they have the motivation to win the game, but what motivation do they have to play all out and blow out Oakland? The what? They're just going to absolutely blow themselves out and then go into the playoffs and what? Put up, put up a dud? I just, I don't see any motivation for them to blow out Oakland in this game. The win is more important than the blowout. So I'm going to, I'm going to take those points. I'm going to go Oakland plus 14, which sounds silly to me saying it, but we're going to take the Raiders plus the two touchdowns at KC. Total in the game set at 52.5 points. We are going to go 31 to 25 in favor of the Chiefs. So we're going to go over the 52.5 point total. Let's go to Los Angeles now where the Rams are going to play host to the San Francisco 49ers. Another situation where the Rams want to win because they want to make sure they guarantee themselves that first round bye. They're not a team like New Orleans who has nothing to play for. They do have something to play for here. They want to win the game. There's nothing to be gained, however, by the Rams blowing out the 49ers. So I'm going to take the Rams to win the game. They're the ones that are motivated. San Francisco could play spoiler, but again, to what end? Same thing with Denver and Oakland, you know, to what end? What's gained by that? We're going to take the Rams to win the game, but we are going to take San Francisco against the spread, who are 10-point dogs in Los Angeles. Again, the win is more important to the Rams than an absolute blowout of a division rival, so that's too many points for me. We're going to take San Francisco plus 10. Total in the game set at 48.5 points. We're going to go 28-24 in favor of the Rams, so that's going to be over 48.5 points. 
Let's go to Minnesota now where the Vikings are going to play host to the Chicago Bears. Bears coming into this game on back-to-back road games, and they did win last week. So once again, winning back-to-back road games, not the easiest thing in the world to do. Minnesota does have a significant injury. However, Xavier Rhodes doesn't look like he's going to play in this football game. Though come to think of it, I'm not 100% sure that Rhodes is actually listed on the team's official injury report, but man, when your top cornerback's dealing with a groin injury, I realize this is a must-win football game for them, but man, if you win, but at the cost of your number one cornerback, sure you're going to get into the playoffs, so it's going to be a pretty damn quick exit for you, I just think he's going to sit. With that in mind, I'm still going to take Minnesota to win because, again, Chicago knows where they're going. They're a team that's not they're not particularly, I don't think, concerned with absolutely winning this game. So Minnesota, obviously the team that's, I think, going to be more motivated. They have to, absolutely have to win this football game. Again, Bears back-to-back roadies, not the easiest thing in the world to do. I just feel like this is going to be a bit of an upset here. Even though, I mean, Minnesota's favorite in the game, I still consider this an upset. We're going to take Minnesota at home to beat Chicago. This is my second line where I'm not 100% sure what to do with it. Minnesota's favored by five points at home, which just seems silly to me. But again, I have virtually no favorites taken against the spread this week. So maybe I should start grabbing a couple of favorites. Let's take that, I suppose. We're going to go Minnesota minus five, but I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm not 100% on it. Total in the game set at 40 and a half points. We're going to go 23 to 17 in favor of Minnesota in order to cover that five points. That is 40 points. We're going to go under 40 and a half. Let's go to Seattle now where the Seahawks are going to play host to the Arizona Cardinals. Seattle, another one of those playoff teams that doesn't really have anything to play for. They know exactly what their position is going to be heading into the playoffs. So I would expect some starters to be rested given that they're going to be playing on wildcard weekend next week. So don't expect to see a full complement of Seattle Seahawks in this game. But not a full complement of Seattle Seahawks is still good enough to beat the Arizona Cardinals. So we're going to take Seattle in this game, especially where it's in Seattle. So let's take the Seahawks to beat Arizona. On the line, however, Seahawks still favored by 13 full points. That's way too many for me. The win is... Again, like we talked about, more important than the blowout. So Arizona plus the 13 points is how we're going to go with this one. I've got the game finishing 25 to 16 in favor of Seattle. So obviously still a big win, but not covering the 13 points. But we are going to go over the 38 and a half point total. Let's go to Washington now where the Redskins coming into the game on the long week having played on Saturday. Play host to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles a team desperate to win this football game to put themselves in a position where they might get in as the number six seed in the NFC. And at this point, what can you say? Big Dick Nick Foles... He's been doing it, man. He he got another opportunity this season. He's made the most of it, and he's put Philadelphia in a position where they could get into the playoffs here. And if they get into the playoffs, who knows what could happen again, just like last season. Different team, but still, all you need, like they say, is a chip and a chance. I think they're going to give the Eagles that chance. I've got Philadelphia winning this football game in Washington to put themselves in a position where maybe they might make some noise in the playoffs. 
against the spread. The Redskins are seven-point dogs at home. I think that's too many. I think Washington could win this game outright, spoil Philadelphia's chances to get into the playoffs. I'm going to take Washington plus seven. I think that's a pretty darn good hedge. Total in the game set at 41.5 points. I'm going to go 24-21 Philly with the recognition that that score could be the exact opposite, but that's over the 41.5 point total. Let's go to Baltimore now where the Ravens on the long week having played on Saturday get to play host to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland has a chance here to beat Baltimore and open the door for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get in and win that division, the AFC North, but The Browns are going to have to do it without Denzel Ward. Obviously, very significant injury in their secondary. He's played incredibly well in his rookie season, so he obviously done for the year. I feel like this is an opportunity that the Ravens just cannot afford to allow to get by them. And man, maybe if Denzel Ward was in there, Cleveland might come up and steal this game. Without him, I don't think the defense is good enough to get it done. So let's take Baltimore at home to beat Cleveland. Against the spread, Ravens are favored by five and a half points at home. This is my third spread where I'm like, oh boy. But again, take some favorites. It's under a touchdown. Let's grab Baltimore minus the five and a half points. Total in the game set at 40 and a half. I think we're going to go 27-20 here in favor of the Ravens. So that is well over the 40 and a half point total. And the last game we're going to look at before we get into the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks is inarguably the most important game of the week. That's why it's been flexed to game number 256. It's the Tennessee Titans at home playing host to the Indianapolis Colts. This is the inevitable Week 17 win and you're in game. The winner of this game goes to the playoffs. The loser goes home. Titans get the advantage by coming in to their own building on the long week, having played on Saturday, that little bit of extra time to prepare. Both of these teams dealing with an injury that I would consider significant. Despite Keith Bailey's pleads, There is the question mark about whether or not Marcus Mariota is going to play at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Blaine Gabbert led the comeback last week, showed that he's still capable of performing in this league, but he ain't Marcus Mariota. On the Colts side, Eric Ebron looks like he's not going to be playing in this game, and what was a position of strength for the Colts early in the season, where you're talking about Ebron, Jack Doyle, and I think Swoop was their third stringer, so that's a pretty decent 1-2-3 punch, is basically down to none of them. I mean, Doyle's out for the season, Ebron's not going to play, Swoop I believe they released, and I mean, they may be in a position where it's like, hey man, you want to come back for week 17? Because we kind of need somebody. I'm going to go with my boy Keith Bailey. He said it weeks ago. He said, don't sleep on the Titans because look at their schedule for the rest of the season. It's all coming down to this. I think the Titans step up in their home building. I think that defense steps up, beats a better offense than they are. I'm going to take the Titans to beat Indianapolis on their home field and go to the playoffs. Against the spread, Tennessee's a three and a half point dog at home. I like him to win. Let's go Tennessee plus the three and a half. Total in the game set at 43 and a half points. I'm going to go with a low scoring 21 to 18 football game that is under the 43 and a half point total. Keith, you better be right. All right, folks, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for the final week of the NFL regular season. 
Bronze pick, 11 and 5 straight up, 7, 6, and 3 against the spread, only 4 and 12 on the total. Sees my Green Bay Packers playing host to the Detroit Lions. Green Bay with just more injury news. Kind of in the same position as Cleveland are the Green Bay Packers in that their injury comes in the secondary and it's Jair Alexander not going to play in the season finale. He's had a really good rookie season for them. He was an excellent draft pick. I look forward to in four years Green Bay deciding that he's not worth the money and trading him out for a middling pick just like they did with HaHa Clinton Dix. Despite that injury, the game's in Green Bay. Detroit, not a great road team this season. They've got nothing to play for. I think Green Bay wants to finish this season strong, hopefully set up some optimism for next season. And I'll let you know, as a Packers fan, I am optimistic for next season. And part of that is all these rookies that have either been starters for them or second stringers getting significant playing time All of those rookies next season are going to be sophomore players with the assumption that from your rookie year to your sophomore year, you're going to improve. This is going to be a better football team this year. I feel that and I really do genuinely believe that. Maybe that's me being delusional, but I do genuinely believe this is going to be a better football team next year. I think Green Bay wins this football game. Let's take Green Bay final game of the season in Lambeau Field. Let's take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to beat Detroit. Against the spread, however, eight-point favorite are the Green Bay Packers, and that's too many points for me. Let's take Detroit plus the eight points. Total in the game is set at 44.5 points. Let's go 25-21 to in favor of the Packers. That is over the 44.5 point total. So, Packers straight up, but we're going to hedge our bets and go Detroit plus eight against the spread in a game that goes over 44 and a half points. That is your bronze pick. My silver pick, 10 and six straight up and seven and nine, both against the spread and over under, sees the New England Patriots playing host to the New York Jets. Patriots do still have something to play for here. They can still get that first round by. Not all sunshine and rainbows for the New England Patriots, however, in this game. Multiple injuries on the defensive side in the last week or two, and significant injury to the offense as far as I'm concerned. Cordero Patterson, they've utilized him in a bunch of different ways this season, just makes their offense more dangerous. He left the last game with a knee injury. He's probably not going to play in this game. That does have at least a slight impact on their offensive ability. It's not going to dictate who wins the football game. New England's going to win because they've actually got something to play for. The Jets don't. It also certainly doesn't help that the Jets will be without Quincy and Nunwa probably in this football game. So we're going to take, obviously, the Patriots at home to beat the Jets, get to exactly where we all thought they were going to be, which is the first round bye in the AFC. However, against the spread, 13 and a half point favorites are the Patriots in this football game. That's too many points. Another situation where the win is more important than the blowout. So the Patriots are going to get that win, but it's not going to be a blowout. Take those points plus 13 and a half for the New York Jets. Total in the game set at 46. We're going to go 28 to 22 in favor of New England. That is over the 46 point total. Patriots straight up, but we're going to hedge our bets and take the Jets plus 13 and a half against the spread in a game that goes over 46 points. That is your silver pick. My gold pick, 13 and three straight up and eight and eight both against the spread and over under. So we got a chance here to finish strong with the gold pick. Sees the Houston Texans at home playing host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
couple of injuries in the receiving core here for Houston. Demarius Thomas obviously ruptured his Achilles. He's done for the season. He's played his last snap with the Houston Texans. Also, Kiki Kuti, he's missed parts of the last four games with a hamstring injury. He might return for this game, but it's certainly no guarantee that he's going to be in there. So that does limit the Texans' abilities offensively. Jacksonville, however, coming in on back-to-back road games, not a good road team this season. The offense is not playing very well. Houston still got something to play for in this football game, so we're going to take them in this one. We're going to take Houston at home, where they've been very good this year, to beat Jacksonville. Against the spread, it's the last spread that I'm kind of, you know, I'm not 100% sure on. Houston's favored by six and a half points here at home, and again, it just feels like a lot to me because this feels like a trap game. There's a couple games this week that just feel kind of trappy to me. This would be one of them. Cleveland Baltimore, of course, would be another. It just feels like a bit of a trap, but I guess it's under a touchdown. I got to have faith in Jacksonville and how bad they've been on the road this year. I guess I I got to have faith in that and I think I'm going to take the minus 6 and a half for Houston at home. Total in the game set at 40 points. We're going to go 22 to 14 in favor of Houston. That is under the 40 point total. So Texans win. We're going to hammer the Texans minus six and a half against the spread in a game that stays under 40 points. That is your gold pick. And the platinum pick where I'm 14 and two straight up, seven and nine against the spread, and seven, eight, and one on the over under. So we got a chance to hit 500 on the over under there. The last game of the week, the Pittsburgh Steelers playing host to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Yet another significant injury for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's Tyler Boyd. He is done for the season. Bengals also on back-to-back road games. I just don't see any path for Cincinnati to win this game. And why would they want to? What's the point? What's the reasoning? Other than sticking it to a division rival and making sure that they don't make the playoffs. And I guess when you're not going to the dance, that's at least something. But we're going to keep things nice and interesting here right down to the wire. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this football game at home. It's a good spot for them. I think Juju Smith-Schuster has a massive football game in this game just to make up for that fumble towards the end of the game last week that really put Pittsburgh in this position of win or go home, basically. So I think he's going to have a huge bounce back game here. Pittsburgh wins this thing fairly comfortably. How comfortably? I don't think they cover the 14 and a half point spread. Yet another situation where the win is what's important, not the blowout. So I'm going to take Cincinnati and the points, Cincinnati plus 14 and a half. Total in the game set at 45 and a half points. We're going to go 28 to 20 in favor of Pittsburgh in this game. That is over the 45 and a half point total. Pittsburgh wins straight up, but we're going to take Cincinnati plus 14 and a half against the spread in a game that goes over 45 and a half points. That is your platinum pick. There you go, folks. You made it. You made it through the fastest and probably worst episode of the season. Congratulations. Well, now that you've made it to the end, here's your prize. It's time for the patented comment of the week. Comment of the week from the week 16 episode goes to my friend John Dab. And John Dab had a very concise, but in all caps, have a happy birthday. I did. It was my birthday on December 19th. I turned 34 years old. I feel 84 some days when I wake up, but I'm only 34 on paper. Thank you very much, John. And thank you to everybody that wished me a happy birthday. I did have an excellent birthday. I had an excellent Christmas. This is obviously my favorite time of year for a number of reasons. 
I had a great day. I had a great week. Thank you, John. Yours is the comment of the week from the week 16 episode. We done. We out of this bitch. Week 17, you made it all the way from week 1 to week 17. The NFL regular season closes in less than 48 hours from now. The end of Sunday will be the end of the regular season. And then we got playoffs to look forward to. And what a time of year that is. That's it for me. Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube. Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. Fueled, as always, by nerd tease and perpetual laziness. But we will see you quickly on tuesday we will see you for wild card weekend predictions can't wait